I'm Kyle Mylan, and after 20 years in manufacturing, nobody knows more than me about industrial marketing and technical sales. I was the problem, the only one stopping me. I didn't like it, I had to refocus. Now I'm devoted, I know where I'm going. Controlling emotions, I'm owning the moment. In order to get it, see, you gotta want it. This type of film make a living break. If you're in technical sales and you're struggling with setting your goals, reaching your goals, or even figuring out what should I do and how should I achieve them, then on this video, I'm gonna walk you through exactly how you should do it. How to set sales goals and achieve them. And I'm talking to you technical sales engineers out there, biz dev managers, anybody in industrial manufacturing, selling, SaaS, whatever it is, you technical sales people. The first thing that we're going to talk about is setting the goal. So when, when you guys have, like, I'm assuming that you already have a goal. I'm assuming that you have an annual goal for revenue growth. You know what you need to do. You already have a set goal. How did you set that goal? Was that a goal that your manager gave you that said, hey, look, you for your territory, for your job, you need to set this as your annual goal. This is what I'm looking for you to bring in. Was that something that you set yourself? I want you to first answer that question to yourself. The second thing is, does that goal make you feel uncomfortable? Like, Let that sink in. Really think about it. Does the goal that you have for annual growth, annual revenue that you're responsible for bringing in, or if you're a manager, that your salespeople are responsible to bring in, it should make you feel uncomfortable. Your goal should not be something like, hey, look, last year we went from 20 million to 22 million. We're looking to see a 10% growth. Another 2 million year over year, we went from 600 million to 650 million. Again, 10% growth on that. We're looking to, to pretty much stick with it. I think that the sales managers and the salespeople individually should have unrealistic, uncomfortable goals that you set for yourself. Now, if you're matching it to a quota, if you're like, I'm going to be get my bonus based on this goal, it shouldn't don't do not set your goal at I want to do 25 million this year in revenue. This is talking about your personal goals. So for you sales managers out there, the goal should like you should push your salespeople to be a little bit uncomfortable. Don't just tee it up for them and say, hey, look, I know that you can achieve this. Make it a little bit outside that comfort zone to where they have to work extra hard and put in that effort to get rewarded on hitting that quota, getting that commission. Hopefully, everybody's in here getting commission. So if you're going to be paying commission on something, it should not just be like, hey, you know, we'll give you commission on everything you bring in. Your goal is somewhat mediocre. The goal should be something that, one, you think with the right amount of effort and action you can achieve or they can achieve, set the goal based on that. Don't set it based on what they're currently doing. So we want to make people feel uncomfortable, get them out of that comfort zone because that's where the magic is going to happen. So the first thing is going to be setting that annual goal now, I want you to break it down from a monthly standpoint. Now, my manufacturing service guys out there are going to be like, dude, I don't do it monthly because of the life cycle of how long it takes to close a deal. And if I talk to somebody today, it's going to be six months, 18 months till I can close it. Or when does a program start or anything like that? Still, you should have monthly sales revenue goals. So just take your annual, divide it out by 12, put that as your goal. And again, it should make you feel uncomfortable. The next section we're going to get into is you need to work your math backwards and reverse engineer. Now, there is a video that we published this week where I went through this with some technical sales university students on a live coaching call where we talked about working the math backwards. So what I want you to look at, let's just say for argument's sake, your monthly revenue goal is $1 million. What I want you to do is work your math down to say, and, and we're not going to go into the commission part yet on your revenue or on what you actually earn. But work your math backwards and say, how many deals do I need to have to get to that $1 million? 
is it going to be something where like one deal is worth a million bucks or like what's the average deal amount? The average deal amount is $200,000 and you need five deals to hit that million monthly, right? So start there. What's a realistic number of deals I need to close to hit that monthly revenue goal? Now the next step is going to be how many deals do I, based on your close percentage, based on whatever you feel of you talk to 10 people, you have 10 deals in the pipeline. Are you going to close five of them or are you going to close two of those? So work backwards again. So in order for me to close, let's just say for argument's sake, it's five deals a month. For me to close five deals a month, I need to talk to 20 people. I need to have 20 deals in my pipeline to close five deals a month. Work the math out yourself and do it right now. The next step is going to be going into the activity. You have to look at it and understand that you can't hit a goal if you don't know what type of activity goes into it. You can have arbitrary goals all over the place, but if you don't do this math and say, how many deals do I have to close? Then how could you possibly match up your activity in a realistic level to set your goals of activity to hit the goals for your revenue? And you could do the same thing with your income. So in a call, we did this with the TSU students. I went through and said, what is your base salary? So first set, what, how much money do you want to make a year? Let's say it's $200,000. Let's say your base salary is 50. Remove the 50,000 from the 200. That means that you have to earn $150,000 a year in commission. What's your average commission amount that you get? If my average, if your average deal size is $5,000 and let's just say you get 10% commission, then you can work the math out and say, how many deals do I have to do on an annual basis to be able to work my way into my earning goal that I have for myself? It's the same process you go through. You just do it at a higher level for your company revenue goals. So if you want to make 150 in commission, and if you get 10% commission, and if the average deal amount is $5,000, then that means that on a $5,000 deal, you're going to get 500 bucks. So you just have to multiply it out. If I want to make $150,000, divide it by 500, and that tells you how many deals in an annual level you have to do. Divide that number now by 12, and you're going to go into, this is how many deals I have to close a month. Then divide it by four. This is how many deals I have to close a week. It may work out to two, five, seven, 10 deals, depending on your commission level, it may work out to, I got to close five deals a week, right? So if you know you have to close five deals a week, or if you know you have to close five deals a month, then you can go into the third step, which we're going to cover, which is the activity level. And you can do the same math. Like this is super simple and people overcomplicate this. They think, all right, I'm going to do 10 million in revenue for this industrial company. And then I need, that means I need to, let's just say 12 million a year in revenue. That's what I'm going to bring to the table. I'm going to divide it out by 12. It's a million bucks a month in revenue that I have to generate. And then from there, you're going to have to figure out how many deals you have to work based on what a normal average deal amount is. But if you don't do that math, how could you possibly know how many calls, emails, LinkedIn connection requests, trade shows to attend? How could you possibly know what activity level you should have if you haven't worked your math backwards? So the third area we're going to talk about is setting your weekly activity, monthly activity goals and how are you going to track them? So the first thing you have to look at is, we've already done the math on revenue goals. You've already done the math on your own personal income level goals. Now you wanna look at how much activity do you have to put in into the machine in order for you to get out the goals that you're seeking. The way that we do it is, you can look at it from a standpoint of, what is your marketing team set up like? Are people doing already email marketing automation? Are people doing stuff on your LinkedIn company page that you could then share? But just work it out to say, we've got activity going on here. We don't have anybody helping us here. Depending on your specific situation, 
But I would say if you use a goal of I want to make 500 phone calls a week, then you can work your math backwards from that. Do it for two weeks. Do it for 30 days. Make 500 phone calls a week and track all your data. If you call 100 people, how many people do you actually talk to? You should see something in the numbers of, of around 8 to maybe 15%. You can see all this breakdown, but 500 phone calls a week should net you around 40 to maybe 75, 80 conversations that you're going to have. Out of those 40 to 75 people that you talk to over that week, how many of them result into deals or opportunities or going to the next step? And then you can start to see week after week after week to when you get to 30 days, you can say, all right, I made 2,000 phone calls. This is how many conversations I've had. This is how many opportunities that came from it. I sent out 100 LinkedIn connection requests. That should be your number every single week. That's what LinkedIn allows, 100 connection requests. You should hit your head on the ceiling of that limit every single week. If you don't, you've missed an opportunity. It does not roll over. It's set at 100 for right now. So every week you're sending out 100 LinkedIn connection requests. I would argue that every week you should send out about 300, depending on your network size. If you've got a network of 500, 1,000 and north of there in your LinkedIn network, and these people are relevant to your industry, you should be sending anywhere from 100, 200, 300 LinkedIn messages every single week. Now, you're not saying, hey, buy from me. Hey, let's set up a time to talk. You're trying to provide some sort of value. Hey, here's a video that we have. Hey, do you guys ever, ever, ever run into this issue? What's one issue that you're dealing with right now that you wish that your suppliers would take away from you? Don't just pitch them. Don't just send the same thing and attach a PDF. But sending 100 to 300 LinkedIn messages a week, map all that out. Now, how are you going to track that stuff? Whether you have HubSpot or whether you have Salesforce or whatever CRM system, you got to have something in place. You can do this in HubSpot for free if you just sign up for a free account, bring in contacts, and just work them through there to track the information. You don't have to send out email marketing through it. So if you're like, oh, my company doesn't have anything, we're super small, use any sort of free tools you can, but use a free tool that's going to be able to get you something when you're like, hey, this works, now I want to pay for this. I'm going to pay 100 200 500 bucks a month for the service to really expand our capabilities. You got all that data tracked in there, but you have to track it somewhere because if you don't, then how are you possibly going to be able to know if it's working? I want to know all of the details of the data. We do this with our team here. We do this for clients. We do this at TSU. You have to track your data because you're not going to know what's working and what isn't. Maybe it comes down to you made 500 phone calls. You talked to this many people. You've done that week after week. You've been doing the LinkedIn stuff. And then after a month, you're like, hey, look, these opportunities, these leads, these conversations, these meetings that I have booked, these demos, whatever it is, majority of these, 80% of these have come through LinkedIn messages. Okay? So it's not going to be a linear relationship where if you just put two times the effort in, you're going to get two times the results out. But you can say, I'm going to take away a little bit of the calling. I'm going to reduce it from 500 to 300. And I'm going to make up that difference of activity and push it into this funnel with LinkedIn and then track my results for the next 30 days. And then you can look at it and say, hey, how much of an increase did I see? Was this a seasonality thing? Was this just a timing thing? Am I still seeing the same results? And track everything on a weekly and monthly basis to be able to see, look, I'm trying to get to this goal up here. I'm trying to get to a million a month of revenue for my company. That's going to net me this much commission for my own personal income. I've been putting in this much activity of calls, emails, personal visits, cold visits, text messages, whatever it is. I'm putting in all this activity and it yielded me these results. And then start to dissect those results. It's not ever a one size fit all. Everybody should do this 
It works for any industry. You have to first put it in place, do it for 30 days, look at the results. And I don't mean look at the results for the next 30 days. Look at the results quickly and make a decision quickly within a couple of days of analyzing that and say, here's my strategy for the next 30 days. I'm just going to reduce some areas, increase other areas. Or if you're a major hustler, then I would say keep doing everything and just increase the activity in the one that's working. If you're like, dude, on the phone, I can get so many demos booked on the phone. LinkedIn works well, but the phone, I'm crushing it. Okay, keep doing the LinkedIn stuff. Increase your calls by 100 a week. So go from 500 to 600. Go from 300 to 400. Increase the level of activity and see what type of results you get. Do that over 30 days and then look at it again and rinse and repeat to where eventually for your specific situation, you should be able to see what is the trend right now at this moment in time. And for the industrial and manufacturing people, what they typically will do is like, this is, this is what is gospel and this is what I'm going to do for the next three years. But you can't look at that from that standpoint. Stuff changes. The market's going to change. The way people want to talk, be talked to is going to change. Their availability is going to be changing. The platforms are going to be changing. So you have to look at it from a month-to-month basis. I'm going to cover these main areas, which are going to be phone calls, cold visits or personal visits, singular emails that you're sending to people, LinkedIn connection requests, LinkedIn following, and LinkedIn messages. So you want to hit all of those different areas and then track where do these people come from. Now, the last thing we're going to talk about is being held accountable, which you have to hold your sales team accountable. Or if you're a sales team of one and you don't have a manager, you're the manager and the salesperson, you have to hold yourself accountable. You have to look at your goals and say, I am committing right now. You don't have to wait until January 1st to do this. You can say right now on October, what's today? October 26th, when we're filming this, right now I'm making a commitment to where today I'm going to put these new goals in place and I'm going to start trying to achieve it. Because it all comes down to what is motivating you. Either you're motivated by the financial gain of commission that you're going to get, or you're motivated by helping your business grow, helping the company that you work for grow. Maybe you're motivated by if I do this, I know I could get a promotion in the future and be the manager, be leading a department. Or you're like, dude, I just really want to help people. Okay, whatever motivation you have, whether or not you achieve it, whether or not you reach that success is going to come down to how big of a motivation do you have once things get tough? Because you may have the motivation to say, all right, I'm going to do this. I'm going to hit this goal. I'm going to go after it. And then three days in, you're like, nope, never mind. And you just burn out. And nobody likes a burnout. It's never going to work out well for you. If you go down the path and start doing something and then stop, it's going to be more difficult to pick it up a second time and a third time and a tenth time. You're just going to keep on falling into this cycle. But you have to hold yourself accountable. And for you salespeople out there, sales managers out there, you need to be holding your team accountable on a weekly basis. You need to have dashboards set up. Let them see their performance. Let them see what they're trending to. You need to constantly remind them, this is the goal. We're trying to go after the goal. Are you down with this goal? If you agree to it, let's go, but hold them accountable. Obviously, things come up. People get sick. Systems don't work. Maybe they're traveling. Maybe they're on vacation, whatever. And obviously, they're not going to hit the goal every single week. But you have to be able to hold them accountable because they won't reach their personal income goals. They're not going to hit your sales goals if nobody's holding them accountable unless you have a unicorn that's like, dude, I hold myself accountable in all aspects of life, but most people aren't like that. So set up the system to hold everybody accountable at the same level, consistently talk to them about it, go through the numbers so that way everybody understands we're all on the same page with this and this is the criteria for your KPIs and this is the, this is the job, right? If this is the job and you have to hit these KPIs, 
then after months and months and months of somebody not hitting those KPIs on performance of what they got in the end or them not following the, the standards of what type of activity it is, then if you have to go and make a change and get that person off your team, that person should not be like, why did I get cut? I was doing all these things. No, you weren't, right? But you have to make sure that they're aware of the goals. Guys, go over to the YouTube channel, subscribe to it, turn, over, turn on notifications so that way you know every single time that we post a new video and go check out the over 350 videos that we have up there already. Check me out on TikTok, check me out on Instagram. And if you get value out of it, guys, leave a review on it. That helps boost our channel and awareness. If you guys get value out of anything that I say, I just ask you to share it with somebody that you know to try and spread the word and help other people out. And we will see you on the next one. Well, that's it for this episode. If you got value out of it, please subscribe to this podcast and share it with one person you know. And if you can, leave me a review because it really helps me out. If you want to check out my other content, go over to YouTube. I've got a channel over there as well as find me on LinkedIn, Instagram, and Facebook under my name, Kyle Mylan. I will see you on the next one.